So I have a question. How are small business owners like us, who are spending 60 plus hours a week working in our businesses and are still struggling to make ends meet, who have no time to spend with family, friends, or the things we value most in life, who feel trapped inside of our businesses and it is consuming our lives? How do we get the freedom to be able to work on our businesses and not in them? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answer. My name is John Nichols, and this is Expansion Code Radio. What's up, everyone? Welcome to today's podcast. My name is John Nichols, and this is Expansion Code Radio. So we got a really great guest today. We have Patrick Rogers with us. Patrick, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot, John. Great to be here, man. Well, Patrick, if you can, give my audience members a a little bit of background about yourself and tell them a little bit about who you are and what you do. You bet. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I was a Naval officer, got out. I used to, used to run nuclear reactors in the Navy and, um, got out and went into the world of engineering and sales and was in corporate America for 15 years and realized as in sales management, I wasn't going to get wealthy doing that. So, uh, started up a side business in property management and, um, 15 years later, was able to make the jump full-time into property management. <clears throat> and then from there, um, just got really good at that business and, and other people started asking me to help them. And that's what led me into coaching and 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 now into exit planning and strategy. Um, I live out here between Oregon and uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So I kind of go back and forth depending on where the weather's the nicest. And uh, I got two kiddos. They're grown, um, an empty nester. And... Um, yeah. Um, now I spend most of my time helping other people grow their business as a business coach or sell their business for a lot more than what they have. And I'm also, uh, we talked about this a little before, I'm also working on a management consulting um, consolidation thesis roll-up strategy. So that's a little bit about me, man. Yeah, so, much so that, that, uh, that that management thesis project, man, it sounds like it's a, uh, it's a all in, uh, it's uh, taking up most of your time nowadays. <clears throat> it is. It's uh, excuse me. I'm just getting over a cold, but um, yeah. So so I'm super excited for it. So it's uh, right now we're we're actually looking for a platform company to purchase, and um, you know we're looking anywhere from from five to twenty million, and <clears throat> we have investors aligned up with us. And the whole concept, for those who don't know, is is we buy one company. It's that's a platform company. Maybe it's a multiple of three or four, maybe five. And you roll up three or five different companies in the same niche or the same area of management consulting. And then when you roll them up, we're going to be looking for private equity to sell out to sell the company to five years down the road. And uh, the multiple will you know, likely double be, be that much higher. So, um, yeah, that's that's taken up most of my time nowadays. So, so what kind of companies are you looking at buying? Right now. Well, yeah, really anything that falls under the niche of management consulting. And so <clears throat> um, you could have all kinds of uh, you could have a leadership um, consulting company. You could have a leadership training company. You could have a, a an education company. You could have um, even HR consulting could fall under kind of the management consulting Um it really doesn't. Um, I, I'm not really stuck on one versus the other. Um, I guess it just really depends on the figure, the profits, and whether it's something I, I feel like I can get passionate around and I feel like I can grow organically. And 
and, and really use it as a platform company, something that's general enough to be able to tie on other things. You know, there's all kinds of management and, and business, business to business services and consulting you can tie into something like that. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. <clears throat> Most definitely. I mean, because, because there's always, there's always, you know, leg, what I call Lego kind of companies, something you can just sn- uh, snap onto them. And it's, it's pretty interesting about that is that we grew our UPS store. So we have 10 locations and we grew our UPS stores uh, really fast. I opened up uh, mm. my second or I bought my second UPS store in 2000, in June of 2011, or was it July, July, 2011. And I bought, purchased my last store in November 1st of 2014. So mm. I had a little, what, a little over three years there doing that. Yeah. And it was, it was crazy. It was a crazy learning curve on that stuff. Man, I had to redo my business model three times whenever I, whenever I, because, because I just kept on buying and buying more stores. But, but getting to the concept though, is that my last business model is that I know right now that if I want to go buy more UPS stores, and say I want to buy them. So I'm, I'm out of Tennessee. Let's say I want to go buy stores in South Carolina or Georgia or any neighboring Kentucky, any neighboring state I have. Well, I know that I would need to look at a fairly large city. And I know that I would need to buy a minimum of five at in one fell swoop. I would have to, I'd have to have five because I would have to have someone to manage those five stores and have a manager in each store. Yeah. And so five UPS stores will support my model. Mm. And so, and so the thing thing is, is that I think the big thing here is that, you know, when you're, when you're looking at these companies, it's, I think it's a great thing that you're looking at companies that you can add onto these as a, as a, as a, as what I call a Lego store, you know, or, you know, or a Lego model, a, a, something that is complementary to what you're looking for that will add, that will add huge value into what you're purchasing. And I think yeah, that's absolutely. a phenomenal I mean, you, way to yeah, look I at mean, it. If you think about like management consulting, business to business consulting services, there's so many things that could be, you could, I mean, it could be sales, it could be financial, it could be strategy, uh, branding, marketing, research, accounting, just, I mean, you name it, right? HR, public relations, there's just M&A itself, right? Um, so there's just so many, so many avenues you can go there. And like you said, you know, when you do a bolt-on, um, a horizontal, I, I, the, the synergy that you get is just amazing because you have two companies, company A and company B. Well, company A has all their clients. Company B has their clients. They generally don't cross over, but they're generally the same target market. So when you do a bolt-on acquisition like that, now you have logarithmic growth of both companies. And that's really what we're looking for is, is once you have that platform company, you're looking for then for synergies that's going to allow for logarithmic growth organically after they merge. Yeah. And the thing is that I've got a friend of mine and um, his wife is a realtor, Okay. He is a he is a builder, okay, and they have just acquired a um, property management company, 
and they're looking to add on a new division because she's a broker now and going into commercial and auctions too. And so the cool thing about that is, is that now he's got this company that has all these different pieces and they're a little different, but they all mix and match together because he is, because now he is starting to build spec homes because the market is, that's what the market's requiring. The market's requiring spec homes in my area, anywhere from 300 to $600,000 spec homes because we are deficient in Knoxville and in the surrounding counties. And so his wife can list them. And then, then they've also been buying up uh, cheap properties, fixing them up and renting them out. And now they're doing them. Now they've started their management, uh, a property management piece to that too. And so I think that's vitally important that people understand that if you're trying to do something and you're trying to buy businesses or, or grow like this, so that there's a whole reason for the podcast. Expansion Code Radio is all about expanding from – that's the only reason why I did this is because the main backbone of what I'm doing is that I want to teach mm-hmm. people how to expand into multiple locations like I did because I had that huge growth. And it's funny is that yeah. is that my buddy, me and him, me and him have had long conversations We've had some coaching. I've done some coaching with him. And mm. it's really interesting that he has really taken on this expansion um, code model that we that me and him talked about because it doesn't just apply to UPS or it can apply to anything. And really mm. buy things and do stuff that is conducive to what he's doing in the market. Mm. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> that's fantastic. I mean, it, it I just think it's. That... No, I was going to say it's uh, it's very interesting. The the you know you mentioned the market down there. You guys are deficient, and uh, they, they kind of it almost sounds like it kind of fell in their lap. They're they're you know because they're deficient, they're going down this road of getting properties, and then they they opened up a property management arm or bought one, and then uh, and now they're even taking that a bit further. Yeah, the Southeast is the whole Southeast area. Anything related to real estate is just a phenomenal time because and I don't think it's going to stop either. Um, Looking at, you know, just the inflow of people that are coming in there. Uh, Just speaking for myself here in Oregon, I just moved to Florida and I was actually looking at, you know, Nashville or Knoxville as well. And just um, just different, different, different places, different strokes for different folks, I guess, these days. Yeah, most definitely. So as we were talking off of, uh, before we started the podcast, um, you you was talking about being a life coach. So can you give me a little information about being a life coach? I think that's because, because I'm a business coach and I do all kinds of stuff like this right here, but I think that you've, that you've done some business coaching and it's turned more into more of a life coach situation. So uh, can you give me some insights on that? Yeah, you know, I'm definitely still a business coach. Like, like, when the day's done, I'm a business coach, but, but it's really melded with life coaching. And I actually, um, I actually went back and got my life coaching certification because of it. And what I ended up realizing, John was like, I'd be a business coach in my clients and they would get us to a certain point. Like we, let's say we'd, we develop a strategic plan. We'd develop, okay, boil it down to start with the three year, then go to one year, then we go to the 90 day. And then we develop the strategic action plan. Who's doing what? And then we determine, okay, this is what needs to happen. The owner, you need to do X, Y, and Z. So we create the plan for what the owner needs to do. But then they like, they hit a roadblock. They, they hit a brick wall. And 
they didn't know why I didn't know why. And I didn't have a really a tool set uh, to help them get around it. What it really was, was a limiting belief. It was fears, doubts, limiting beliefs, fear of success, which is a very uh, something that'll take out, you know, take people out of the equation and, and, and be able to take them out of action. <clears throat> and I didn't have a skill set for how to help people get around that. And, and when you look into it, when, when we look at fear of success, it really boils down to your subconscious and, and it's programming that, 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 that's occurred in your life. A lot of times before you're 10 years old and there's other things that have happened. There's other filters that we've allowed, uh, stress, drama, things that happened in our life that end up, you know, putting up these facade filters and it prevents that person from being able to really be successful. And so once I realized that I didn't, I wasn't tooled up, you know, to be able to help people, I went back and I learned, you know, the power of the subconscious is, is all about, is all, is actually 40 million times stronger than the conscious. And when you learn how to reprogram the subconscious, you can become so powerful in all areas of your life, not just business. And, and so what was happening is all these areas of their life ended up slowing them down, whether it was a fear, a limiting belief, or it could have been a relationship at home. I, probably half of the guys that I end up business coaching, <clears throat> they're not able to really be everything they could be because the relationship at home was just not, not at all what it could be. And, and some of the most powerful men in the world um, have a loving, passionate woman at home that has their back in all things. And when you don't have that, when the relationship is not where it could be, then, then we have to look in the mirror and, and say, you know, and with the family too, potentially with kids, like, why are we doing this? Like, so, so us as men, we're so like, we're so stuck in like working 70, 80 hours a week and working on that business and mission and all that stuff. And literally like, we just forget the family for a while and we have to pause and, and say, what the heck are we even doing this business for at the cost of what, and, and, and all this energy and what people realize and what I realized early on is when we stop for a minute and we take some of the, the, the mud off our windshield and when we start focusing on what's important to us in life, health and fitness, our well-being, our spiritual being, our mental capacity, when we start doing things that can actually regenerate that, when we start developing our relationships with our, our intimate relationship with our spouse or partner or whatever and our kids, when we focus on that. That allows us to show up at work and be two, three, four times as productive and in our potential. And now we take that guy or gal who is working 70, 80 hours a week, and they're able to end up working 40 hours a week and be twice as productive. <clears throat> You're speaking my language, brother. I'm just telling you right now. I love it. Yeah, the, uh, <clears throat> the, <laughs> the, the weird thing about it is, is that, um, I only take on max 10 clients a year, max. And I yeah. normally prefer about five because, um, and, and, and they have to fit, they have to fit my model. I have to, they have to be yeah. a small business owner. They have to have, have a retail location. They have, yeah, they have to have brick and mortar, right? And they got to be wanting to either expand their territory or expanding to multiple locations for me to even consider taking on any client yeah. that I yeah. take on. 
That's and, smart. And, and the first thing I do is that <clears throat> the only thing we work on in the mm-hmm. first few sessions is mindset. You know, why are you doing this? Awesome. Are you capable to to do this mentally? Because the thing about yeah. it is, is that for expanding into multiple locations like I have, it takes huge mental capacity to be able to process. It takes strong emotional strength to be able to handle the stress. And the thing is, is yeah. that and people don't realize how much how how much their subconscious plays a factor in what they do. And the one thing that I focus on a lot is having them, I focus on awareness training so that they are mm. aware of what the problems are. Because the thing is, mm. is that if someone can tap into their awareness, which is part of their subconscious mind, but if they can tap into their awareness and figure out, okay, I'm doing this, right? I'm being fearful. Right. If they can tap into, how about this? Just be aware of the emotions they're feeling when they're feeling. Them. Mm. How about that one little piece? Because that's huge. And if they can, and if yeah. they can tap in and say, okay, right now, <coughs> I'm feeling fearful of success. Okay. <clears throat> then <clears throat> once they do that, then they can make choices because awareness gives us back our choices in life. And when Absolutely. we have choices in life, then we can make better decisions. And so you, you when yeah. you're speaking, man, you're just like, I'm just like, preach on, brother, let's go. Because the thing well, is, is that you're right on. most business owners don't get it. And what was you going to say? No, I was just going to agree with you. It, it, uh, you know, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head with, with, with me as well. And it's, it's all about our feelings and emotions. And, and what guides our feelings and emotions is our thoughts. And, you know, thoughts, thoughts produce uh, an associated feeling and emotion and that feeling and emotion is going to guide your actions. So if we can, if we can um, be aware of those feelings, uh, amazing things can happen just from that awareness alone, even acceptance of it. Sometimes people want to fight the feelings and that's, that's actually not, that's kind of the, the worst thing you can do. So I've developed this this um the, this process that I do um and and I'm not great at it but it's still a process mm. and I'm getting better at it so I haven't mastered it so and I don't know if I ever master it to be honest but what I do is that so I give myself a moment in time to really just feel that emotion and the thing is a moment in time is actually an increment of time which is 90 seconds which lots of people don't know that a moment equals 90 seconds and that's the reason why, like in my UPS stores, if I have customers coming in, we don't say, we'll be with you in a minute, we'll be with you in a few seconds, we'll be with you in a second or anything like that. We say, we'll be with you in a few moments because people associate moments with a longer increment of time than they do seconds or minutes. But getting back to my piece, yeah. And so, so, so getting back to my piece, though, is that I give myself a moment in time. I give myself 90 seconds to feel this emotion fully. So mm-hmm. if I'm mad, happy, angry, whatever it is, right? And then my next question I ask myself, is this intrusive? Is this intrusive to my thought process? Mm. And then I make a choice on whether or not I'm going to keep feeling that 
keep feeling that. And sometimes I'm just like, you know what? I need to be mad for another five minutes. Okay, that's fine. But I'm still putting a time limit on how long I'm letting myself yeah. feel mad. Because, because once you get over the initial feeling, which is about 90 seconds, mm. now you can make choices. And the first question I ask, is this an intrusive mo- uh, emotion? Or is it an okay emotion? I mean, you know, and th- this goes with even happiness that I feel and stuff, you know, because happiness, just like, uh, just like anger is fleeting. It comes and goes. It ebbs and wanes, you know? Mm, absolutely. And so these are the absolutely. things that I've, that, that I've been teaching myself and I try to teach my clients the same thing. You got to be aware of your emotions because your emotions, if you let your emotions control you, then you have no control. Yeah. No, I think that's great. Yeah. And, and we even take it, we take it a step further. And, um, you know, some people may relate to this if they're spiritual, but, <clears throat> um, you know, there's the study of the chakras. And, um, one of the things that, that we, there's actually a really good book on this. It's called Energy Leadership. And, and one of, one of the things that they talk about is that there's two dips and different types of energy out there. There's catabolic energy which is destructive energy. And those are people that, you know, your primary thought of energy is victim mentality uh, or conflict. And so both of those are things that will not serve you or the other people. And then everything above that is a varying form of anabolic energy or positive energy. And, and some of the best, some of the best work like you're talking about is to get people aware of those emotions and then exactly like you said, is this intrusive? And that's, that's to me, I akin that to, is this, is this a victim mentality or, or anger? And, 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 you know, it's almost, almost a lot of parallels there. So, man, I, I think that's awesome. Yeah. And the weird thing about this is that, is that I, I try to teach my, my kids this because, because kids, <laughs> um, I have 14 year olds now, but, um, and then I have a 25 year old too. So, so, so I, so I have teenagers and a grown yeah. And a grown adult too, and uh, but with my teenagers, it's it, when they were younger. It's always you know they always have that victim mentality. Oh, Kate did this to me, or Cooper did this to me, or somebody else did this to me, <coughs> and they yeah. had this. You know they're they're they don't want to take ownership of this, and it's weird. Is that with my kids, I've really been trying to teach them. You got to take ownership for your own stuff and quit blaming other people. Yeah. And yeah. I think as as society in general, um, we've we've relied upon too much of a victim mentality to really push ourselves forward. Because what people don't understand is that we were born with all the potential we will ever need. Mm. It's already inside of us. It's totally. being able to understand it, yeah, tap into it, and. And and with that potential, there's going to be adversity. There's going to be some pain. There's always pain in everything. And you really don't grow unless you have some sort of adversity in life. Because adversity is probably the best yeah. or quickest learning. How about this? How about the quickest learning tool there is? If you, I mean, if you, if you, if you have something that's hard, right? You're going to learn faster with that. You know, I always say that mistakes and failures are nothing more than learning opportunities. Absolutely true. 100%. Couldn't agree more, man. 
Yeah. So, and it's, it's so interesting the thing is, it, is that. It, it, do what now? I was just going to just echo what you're saying is, is um, th- that mindset, that one distinction between in someone's mind, a failure versus a learning opportunity is, is huge. And, and once you start looking at everything that you before would be not, maybe not even a failure, but like when, when I used to go into sales calls, for instance, I would get, I used to get so nervous and it's because I was, I was thinking of it as a challenge or a problem. And the problem was this person doesn't currently want to do business with me. And the challenge is they don't, I don't have that business. And so then I would just, because of that, I would have this ball of hesitation and anxiety and just everything else. And when I was able to change that mindset, to think exactly what you said, instead of a challenge or a problem, it was now an opportunity. Um, everything changed. I started getting excited about it. I would have butterflies instead of the, the like the, the negative butterflies. I was like excited. <clears throat> and the same, same, you know, when you look at failure versus learning opportunity, it changes people. Yeah, it really does change people. And so the thing is, is that, um, I was listening to one of Tom Tom Bayou's um, interviews, and, it, and Russell Brunson was actually interviewing him. And I don't know if you know who Tom Bayou or Russell Brunson is, but um, who Russell Brunson is. But he, yeah, and uh, and so Tom's big thing was is that he he told this story about how he was being hurt by the things that people said or by his either accomplishments or failures, like his accomplishments wasn't enough and his failures were too hurtful. Right. Mm -hmm. And people and where people hadn't believed in him in the past and where people were putting him down and stuff. And he said that he took on this, this new identity because the thing is, is that you can pick any identity. I can pick the identity of father. I can pick the identity of entrepreneur. I can pick the identity of UPS store owner. I can pick the identity of, all kinds of things, dog owner. I, you can pick an identity of whatever you, whatever you are, whatever situation. But I've learned to take on the identity of continual learner because mentally, if I take on this identity of continual learner, then it helps safeguard me from getting hurt in certain aspects. Mm-hmm. So if somebody tells me, well, John, you're, you're stupid at this or you're ignorant at this or you're whatever at this particular thing. Yeah. So let's say that I want to learn how to fix cars or whatever. Yeah. I'm going to be ignorant. I'm going to be stupid at it. Right. But it's just because I'm learning. So I'm in the process of learning and we're always in the process. If you take on this continual learner identity, then you're really not getting hurt anymore. Emotionally. You're just like, Oh yeah, you're right. I am kind of stupid at this because I'm in the process of learning this. And, yeah. the, and the thing yeah, is, is that it is a really great safeguard. Do what? Yeah, totally. Totally. Well, and, and it's, it's, and, and, and so, it, it, we, we got a nasty delay, man. No <laughs> I know. I know we do. So going in, so what were you going to say? Um, it's it's kind of funny. I, I didn't really realize it 
you know, I've, we've always this continuous learning thing, right? It's, are you uncomfortable with what you're doing in your job or career or whatever it is? Are you uncomfortable or do you get hurt? You know, you even mentioned that. Do you feel some measure of pain around it and a certain amount of time? And if you don't, <clears throat> you're not really getting better. You're not, you're, you're, you're going to become stagnant. You're going to become complacent and probably not achieve the goals that you want to achieve. And uh, it, it's funny. I, um, I didn't know that I was this type of person just naturally. Like there's some people that are, and there's some people that aren't. I remember back um, when I was growing up in the upstate New York in the Catskills, I would go skiing. And I think I was started at like 12 years old or something. And then 13, 14 years old, I'm up there doing all kinds of stuff. And what I, I didn't really realize it, but when I was up there, I would always try to learn one new trick every, every time I would go up there, just one trick in the air. I love getting air and, and, and it'd be a lot of powder. And, and what I realized is that if I wasn't falling, like I wasn't really trying, you, you know what I mean? I, I wasn't really trying. And so I would end up falling, you know, maybe 10, 15 times a day. But I'd end up figuring out that new trick and I'd feel so freaking good about it. I'd be like, ah, added that one to the repertoire, added that one to the toolbox. And that mindset has been so pivotal in everything I've done because I'm failing all the time. My, you know, failing. I have, I have had so many learning opportunities my entire life and trying new things all the time. But I didn't know that was an asset until, you know, literally the last few years. I'm like, oh, wow. This is stuff I do naturally, but <clears throat> some people, some people just don't have that, but they can learn it. Some people can definitely learn it, uh, but it's just, it's just a new, it's just a new tweak of the mindset, right? Failure is okay. Just call failure a learning opportunity. <laughs> that is correct. That is definitely correct. It's, and it, and it is, and it's all, and it all goes back to changing your mindset from having all of these negative mindset thoughts, what I what I call negative intrusive thoughts, and just and just replacing oh, yeah. them with positivity. You know, I'm sure you've I'm sure you've walked in someplace before and you've been there, and then somebody else walks in and they suck all the air out of the room. And they they bring oh, in all of yeah. this totally. negative energy in there and stuff. And the thing is, is that I mean, and and I promise you right now, I used to have this this girl that worked for my UPS store. And she was just so full of hate and negative energy and just, I mean, just awfulness came. I mean, she, she, her life was miserable and she would yeah. come in and, and just walking in when people saw her because they knew how she was, it would change the energy in the room immediately. Mm. And then I would have yeah. to turn around and go back and re-switch that over to something different. And she doesn't even really know it. She it's people who are chronic victim mentality. They don't even know it. They, they don't even have the emotional intelligence to understand it. When you tell them it's, it's very unfortunate. Yes, <laughs> it, it, it is. It's crazy. Unfortunately. Well, Patrick, thank you for being on the show today, man. I know we're running close yeah. out of time today, but um, real quick, yeah. I'm going to ask you to give me a real fast, quick, what is your favorite client story? So, man, so, so I want a real quick client story. <laughs> um, 
Real, real quick client story. All right, man. Uh, let's think. You know, the one one comes to mind was a was a, a good friend of mine. Uh, well, he became a good friend actually. It, it was like four years ago, and he was actually one of my first clients. He came to me and he wanted to retire, and he thought he was going to get like two point five million for his business. And after I evaluated the business for him and let him know he wasn't getting any more than six hundred thousand, he he was pretty upset. But uh, so it was really cool. We, we put our rolled up our sleeves and within three years, we were able to get them to 2.4. But um, it, it, it was it was just very interesting because he literally the funny the funny thing is he had this like <coughs> they were going to travel the world and stuff with, you know, that's selling it for 2.5 million. The funny part about this is, is, yeah. My vacations in Fiji and Paris and Amsterdam, all that, just got reduced to a trailer park in uh, in Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> this was after I told him he wasn't going to get more than six hundred thousand for it. So, so that's why it was kind of funny. Yeah, no, I mean, no, I mean, I mean, we all have these great client stories, and I love it. Well, Patrick, yeah. thank you for being on the show today. Listen, if people want to get more, know, know more about you, uh, where would they need Absolutely. to go to? Yeah, absolutely. Just hop over to uh, www.exitable.io and that's E-X-I-T-A-B-L-E.io. And I also host a, uh, a podcast of my own called the Exitable Business Podcast. And it's all about how to build enterprise value and how to triple and, and uh, double and triple the value of your business to sell. You can uh, reach out to me there. Emails Patrick at Exitable.io. Perfect. So what I'm going to do, folks, is that I'm going to put all of his links in in the notes of this podcast and y'all can reach out to Patrick. Patrick, thank you so much for being taking the time out of your day and out of your elk hunting to come down and be on my show. I really do appreciate it. Thanks, Patrick. You bet, John. Great to be here. All right. Well, folks, thank you for listening today and we will see you on the next one. Thank you so much for joining me today and listening to this episode. Hopefully, what I shared with you will help you in your business journey as we share to help others expand their minds, businesses, and profits. If this episode did help you, be sure to share it with someone else that you know that it will help. We can only achieve our mission if we share it with others and always give first. I hope I can also help you even further by sharing my resources. It is a page that contains all the digital assets we use to expand our business and to help us free up time. The great thing about this page is completely free. Just go to resources.expansioncode.com to get your free access. Thank you again for tuning in. Have a fantastic day, my friends.